So, Ziad, thank you very much for being here and talking to us today. Um, could you tell me a bit about yourself, uh, starting with what course you're taking at the department and what's your academic background? Yeah, so I'm studying international public policy, um, obviously in the School of Public Policy. Uh, my academic background is I studied uh, economics undergrad at another University of London college. Um, after that, I went into the sort of professional sphere and worked in financial services for three years. Um, enjoyed it, but I thought I could maybe come back to university, broaden my horizons a little bit, so that's why I picked to do this course. Okay. Um, and where is home for you? Where is home? Okay, so this is a complicated question. So I moved to the UK when I was about five. I've lived in various different parts, but I consider London my home now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what are you working on for your dissertation project? So um, my dissertation project is I'm going to be researching the relationship between foreign direct investment inflows and remittance inflows and whether they sort of complement each other or substitute each other. Okay. Um, and in terms of um, methodological approach? So the, the approach I'm going to be taking is pretty quant heavy. Um, I figured it would be the best way to try and tease out the relationship. Um, in terms of sort of sample sizes, I'm going for sort of a large worldwide end, trying to incorporate as many low and middle income countries as I can into it. Okay. Um, so casting your mind back to term one now, so when perhaps you're starting to think about the dissertation, when did you come to know that this master's program had a dissertation component? So I came to know while I was applying for various master's programs, um, Obviously, the dissertation formed a third of the credits, so I knew I would be having to do one at some point. Um, in terms of how that made, made me feel, I was probably a little bit nervous, as in my undergraduate, I'd opted not to do a dissertation and selected to, not, to do another module, so I didn't have that experience as some people had. Okay, but you knew about it before you applied, and was that something that you, you wanted to do? Yeah, I felt it would be sort of the crowning piece of the masters, I think it would be good to have an independent research project that sort of I would have done and have with me going forward so I could bring it up in interviews or applications for other universities and things okay. like that. Um, so thinking back to term one, how much time did you spend thinking about your research ideas and, and methods and data? Okay, so I'm going to be honest here. In term one, it was mostly just trying to come up with question or a topic, I didn't really think about methods or anything. Um, maybe spent a couple of hours researching uh, different topics I was potentially thinking about doing, um, but this wasn't that formal, so I wasn't speaking to lecturers, I wasn't consulting with my personal tutor, it was all kind of just independent. How much did you engage with your personal tutor? So. I spoke to my personal tutor when we had our original meeting, uh, yeah, the original meeting where she told us that she was my personal tutor, and I sort of discussed sort of potential topics, but there was nothing really substantial to come out of that meeting. She just got me to sort of think about it. Um, I think I remember she, I was telling her I was just going to put it all off to term two, but she, she said to keep it at the forefront of my mind. Um, so what advice would you have for future master's students to make the most of their time in term one as far as dissertation planning goes? I would probably say in term one, although it might not seem that you have the time to be spending on it, you definitely do. Um, 
and anything that you do do in term one is just going to sort of lessen the burden and the load in term two, where I would say things do turn up a notch in intensity because of obviously the exams as well as, as, well as coursework. So yeah, the more you can sort of put in the bank in term one, will go a long way to sort of lessening the load for you. So thinking now about term two, um, students are required to submit their research proposals in the departmental template in early February, and at that time as well to name two possible supervisors. So I'd like to know a bit about how you went about pulling together your proposal. Coming back from the winter break, did you have a clear idea already what you wanted to do and who you wanted to approach? So I did have an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, in terms of who I wanted to approach, I didn't. So I consulted the departmental handout with the names of the supervisors and their topics of interest, and I sort of selected maybe two, three people I thought could be good supervisors for my dissertation. Supervisors I did approach, I think that was a very important part of the selection process, as it was important to meet them in person to see how they responded to your topic initially, as I feel that's very important going forward when choosing your supervisor. Also, through those three meetings, it helped to refine my topic and make my dissertation proposal more viable and researchable, because my initial ideas were a bit sort of unfocused. My initial yeah. ideas were a bit unfocused. So meeting with, with the three of them helped me sort of rein it in a little bit and come up with something that was more realistic for a master's dissertation. Okay. Um, so many students find it difficult to choose one research question when they've got lots of interesting avenues to explore. How did you go about narrowing down to a single research topic? Okay. So this is a problem I also had as well, where I had sort of big ideas, topics that weren't that focused, I think the best way to decide on a single research topic is to have a look at the research that's already out there, which surrounds your topic, see what other academics have contributed in that space, and try and align yourselves maybe with them, but adding maybe a uh, a different angle to your dissertation, that would be a surefire way of come up, coming up with a single researchable question. Okay. Um, what did you find most challenging at this time? So this is early term two, you're trying to pull together that proposal. Okay. Um, early in term two you have essay submissions, so my focus over the Christmas holidays was on those essay submissions. So I didn't really have a chance to fully work on my dissertation proposal until after I'd submitted those, which was in week one or two of term two. And then the proposal was due a few weeks later. So it was probably a timing thing, which was probably the most difficult aspect. And also trying to squeeze in those meetings with the supervisors in that small gap. So again, if you could think about doing that in late term one, it would probably be helpful going forward. Okay. Um, were you doing much literature reviewing at this time? Yeah, so I was, it was more sort of a scattergun approach into Google, seeing what other literature had been sort of published on my 
chosen topic? Students are usually informed by early March who their allocated supervisor yeah. is. And the idea is that you've had your first meeting with them by the end of term two. How did you feel when you heard who your supervisor was? I was obviously happy because I got my first choice supervisor. Great. And how did you prepare for the first meeting? So in the first meeting, I think my main aim was to sort of get my researchable question across in a way where I could sort of explain it without having to rely on my notes and just sort of gauge the response that I got from my supervisor uh, to determine the viability of the project, whether my methods were going to work with the question that I'd chosen. So my preparation was quite heavy for that first meeting as I wanted it to go really well. And how did it go? I'll be honest, the first meeting did not go amazingly because, as I said, we sort of come to an agreement that the initial topic that I'd chosen to do my research on was too young to have sufficient data to be able to do a sort of quantitative analysis on, which is what I really wanted to do. My supervisor said that I could switch to maybe a more qualitative approach in terms of a case study, but because I feel more comfortable with quantitative analysis, I thought it would be better to change my question in a direction that it could be answered through those methods. Okay. Um, at this point, were you coming up with an action plan or was it more loosely organised? At this point, I had to sort of take a step back and not necessarily start it from scratch, but begin to to assess how realistic any of my research questions were going to be. So that became the main focus of my research and how I chose the question which I came to now. Okay. To what extent were you driving the process forward relative to your supervisor at this time? I felt I was driving the process because it was sort of, my supervisor had made it clear, it was up to me to sort of come up with a more viable research alternative. So I was the one reaching out to him and asking him if sort of this, this would be a realistic topic or is there data on, on this certain variable that we could get that could help me going forward. So it was more, the onus was more on me rather than my supervisor. And I think it should be because you don't want your supervisor to be formulating the question for you. It needs to come from you. Um, how did you feel after the meeting? Can you sum up in three words? Do more work. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so no, After the meeting, I think it made me realise that the dissertation was going to be a lot more work than I'd expected and that I would need to put in work alongside my modules in term two to really get it into a better place for after the exams if I just left the dissertation at that point in term two and just focused on the taught phase I would have been coming into term three with not a lot in hand. That There was obviously a lot going on around Easter break. Yes. How did you balance the dissertation with all your other deadlines that you had? So I kept working on my dissertation proposal sort of research topic up till 
the end of term, the Easter holiday. At that point, I will be honest, I put it on hold because I had several submissions and exams to revise for. And thinking back, what would you tell your past self to do differently during term two if you had a chance? So I would tell my past self that in the first part of term two, where your essay questions have not been released, where you're just sort of focusing on your reading, that's probably the best time to be working on, on your dissertation. Because when those essay de uh, questions do get released, your focus switches to those because they're obviously more pressing and it becomes hard to balance those and the dissertation at the same time. So definitely make effective use of the first part of term two after your submission from term one because it's, dare I say, a quiet, it's not that quiet, but it's definitely quieter than when it gets to essay submission time. And it sounds like when you say to, to work on it then, um, it's partly about reading, but is it also about having a really, um, you know, quite a, a, a clear sense of what's realistic, where can I get my data from, how would I actually make this work in practice? Is it, is it those kind of questions as well? Yeah, so I, I would say in term one, it's more of what kind of topic are you choosing, what's your focus, but in term two is, is this viable, is there data, does my research method match up with the question, it's it sets a foundation basically for your dissertation. So yeah, those are definitely the most important aspects to consider. In term three, students receive um, the other three of their supervision meetings. Um, so you're coming back from the Easter break, two months to go, three meetings to schedule. Thinking about the month of May in particular, after your exams and essay deadlines, how quickly did you pick up your dissertation work? So after my exams, I actually took a two-week holiday. Um, I think it is important to definitely take some time off because the period in April where you have your essays and exams can be quite stressful and quite full on. So it is definitely worth taking some time off in May. I came back probably in about mid-May um, and sent an email to my supervisor asking him to meet within probably about a week. It was good that I put forward when I wanted to meet because sometimes it can be difficult if your supervisor asks you to meet and you haven't worked on your dissertation or you feel it flusters you a little bit. So it's always better for you to put forward when you want to meet as it gives you the time to prepare. Um, and what kind of research choices were you making at this time? So at this point, was your research question relatively fixed? At this point, my research question was relatively fixed. The only thing where there was room for manoeuvre was the actual econometric model I was going to be using. I had a loose version of the model that I was going to use, but it needed to be refined. And at this point, I sought to email my lecturer from my international trade policy course who I had discussed this with in term two and I sat down with him for an hour and at that point is when we fully refined the model that I was going to be using. And um, So it sounds like actually some of the other bigger choices around um, the fact that you wanted to do uh, quantitative modeling, you're going to use statistical data. Some of those choices have already been made. Um, and 
how easy was it for you to kind of come down on, on, on some of those choices? For me personally, it was easier to make those research choices because they were what I felt comfortable with using. Whilst I had obviously studied some qualitative me methods course, I didn't feel as comfortable using them as a research method and I felt it would, it would be better to go with what I felt more comfortable with rather than using methods which I'd only just been taught that term. Um, um, so would you say that they were linked to your prior academic background and training and possibly even your professional work? 100%. Um, I've always been a mathematically minded person, so choosing to use quantitative analysis wasn't that difficult of a decision for me. And um, you'd studied the quant methods in term one? I had, yes. Uh, was that in any way helpful? or that, that was helpful because I'd been out of sort of study for three years at that point and the quant methods course in term one sort of refreshed that knowledge which I had learned quite a lot in my undergrad but it brought it to the forefront of my mind again and at that point I realized that I could go ahead and use that as a method in my dissertation. Um, and you mentioned earlier that you were thinking about you know how would this dissertation be something that you could draw on perhaps in future work or other opportunities so to what extent was that important? And do you have in your mind a sense of what you might be doing next? In terms of it being important for me, it probably was more than other people because I felt that this dissertation could be something I talk about in future interviews or if I was to propose further study, it was going to be in topics that I was really interested in and sort of have some experience in professionally as well. So I felt the dissertation was quite a good link between my sort of educational and professional experiences. What did you find most challenging around the time of your second supervision meeting? So in the second supervision meeting, at this point the topic had been decided. So. I had to sort of persuade my dissertation supervisor that I was well versed in the literature, that I'd done my research around what other publications had been done in this space and whether my dissertation would make a contribution on the existing material. So it was more trying to convince my supervisor that it was a good topic to do rather than whether it was viable. And what was the most positive thing you recall about the dissertation project at that time? The most positive thing I recall is just the fact that I'd managed to come up with a topic I wanted to study and a model that I was going to use to research that. So that in itself was quite rewarding and it sort of gave me the confidence going forward that I could do this, that it was a viable project and sort of, I guess, the, I wouldn't say the hard work had been done, but it's a lot easier to look forward once you've set the foundations for your dissertation. And you talk about you know, being able to pinpoint what your contribution was and, and finding something that you're going to be able to say that's original. How satisfying was that? That was probably the, one of the main motivations for writing on this subject, whereas 
there have been other research, whereas there has been other research published on this, it's in its infancy at the moment, so I felt that being able to contribute something now, whilst there was the space for it, would sort of motivate me going forward rather than writing on a topic which has, I don't know, been researched extensively. How were your research choices driven by other modules and learning that you did on the wider master's programme? So in term two, I was studying international political economy and international trade policy. And these two modules form the foundation of my research topic. I sort of found that FDI was talked about in international political economy and remittances were talked about in trade policy briefly. Uh, I just thought that there was nothing sort of tying these two things together and that kind of brought about my sort of interest in the subject. So I would definitely recommend looking out for little things like that in your modules as they can sort of give you the... Inspiration? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, as they can give you the inspiration that you need for an idea that could form your dissertation question. Okay, so we're now in June and there's just a couple of weeks left for formal supervision. Can you say a bit more about what stage your research project is currently at? Okay, so I have managed to find all the data that I need for my model. At the moment, I am manipulating it, get, getting the data set into the right format so it can be sort of put into a statistical model in R and hopefully generate the results that I want. In terms of the literature review, I've made good progress on that and I've discussed in my supervision meeting three about which literatures I'm going to be including in my dissertation. So, so far, I would say it's so good. Yeah. I mean, to have your data already pulled together is a really big step. Um, how easy or difficult was that? So, the reason why I've managed to get myself into this position is, again, when picking my research question, I tried to choose data that was readily available, as I know that can be the main sort of limitations, especially in quantitative projects. So as I mentioned, my first dissertation topic, the reason it sort of fell apart was the data. So when I came about formulating this question, that was at the forefront of my decision. And therefore, now when I've come to put the data together, it's, it was a pretty quick process. And could you say a little bit more about what steps did it involve? I mean, what kind of data sets were you, were you tapping into? So I was tapping into sort of World Bank migration data. Um, I picked up some indicators of financial development from, I think, again, the World Bank. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually mainly just World Bank data. And... Um, so no field work, no research registration, ethics application, yeah. fine, fine, fine. Um, so you started to talk a little bit about the econometrics involved, but could yeah. you say a little bit more about what kind of analysis you have planned with that data? So with that data, I will be 
So as I've mentioned, it's going to be for focusing on low and middle income countries. And with the results that I get from the model, I'm going to see if there is differences in terms of regions between how foreign direct investment and remittances either sort of complement or substitute each other. So that is going to form the basis of my analysis. And the literature review is going to sort of set the foundations for that and the results will then drive the discussion. You knew that the data you wanted to get and you yeah. knew the theory. But in terms of kind of now pulling it all together, it sounds like you've had a really systematic approach. You've chosen, you know, you had that session where you really nailed down the model. Yes. And from that now, you have a clear plan of, so what is the analyses that you're going to be running? Which regressions, exactly how does that fit with your hypothesis and that kind of thing? But it really, it sounds like the groundwork for that was laid by you looking at the data really early on, making sure that the research question really is answerable through that data, and then choosing that model, the model specification. Can I ask you to say a little bit in your own words about just how that's, how it's gone since you made that decision, you got the green light on your second um, research question and, and idea, how it's gone since then? So since my sort of third dissertation meeting, I've been working on the analysis that I hope will come out of my results, whether a relationship is shown or not. Um, this is being driven by the sort of the literature review that I've done before, but also what I have predicted will come out of the results. So I'm, I would say I'm sort of writing that at the same time as working on the model and the coding and R, etc. So as I understand that the writing the code in art is probably going to be the most difficult part of my dissertation. So working on that and the sort of analysis that I think will come out of it will mean that I'm in better stead when the results do finally come out. Okay, and um, with the data, um, you knew where you were going to be collecting and you checked that it was available. Did uh, How early on or when did you start to really get into the data, perhaps with some bivariate analysis or some kind of just time series? So whilst I had the data sort of in hand, I hadn't really played around or manipulated it until one of the workshops that I attended, which was the data manipulation workshop. It was either in late May or June, sure. early June. And at that point, it was good to just sort of sort of play around with the data, sort of refresh my mind on how to do a logistical regression in R again, but also just to be able to get my data in a format that I could run the code on it. What advice would you give to future students about how to make the most of Term 3? So my advice to future students about Term 3 would be, obviously take the time off after your exams, I think that's very important. But then at that point, it's more of a case of working on your dissertation little and often rather than leaving it for two, three weeks at a time, sort of not being worked on. So the way I'm sort of 
organizing myself now is I come into uni every single day, Monday to Friday. Even if it's just for one or two hours, I think the routine of working on it every day and sort of building on something every day rather than coming and doing 12-hour sessions in, in one go, I think it's a more sort of healthy relationship to have with your dissertation. Let's talk a little bit about supervision meetings in particular. Yep. Can you describe how you usually prepare for supervision meetings? I mean, you did make the point that that first meeting, you put in quite a lot of prep. Is that something you've maintained or has it changed a bit as you've gone along? So for the first meeting and the second meeting, I guess I was still sort of choosing my research topic. So I did prepare quite heavily for those as I wanted my supervisor to sort of pick up and sort of see that it was a viable research question and the only way to do that would be to prepare so when they had questions about limitations etc you had answers. In terms of my meeting three that I had recently that was more of a I would say discussion on how everything's been going up till now and it was more sort of a two-sided conversation rather than me trying to convince my supervisor of the viability of my question. What would make for a productive supervision meeting in your opinion? So I think it's important to know what you want to get out of the supervision meeting before you even go in as this will help you with your preparation and sort of direct your focus on what you want to speak about in the meeting because sometimes if you haven't prepared for the meeting you'll just end up speaking about things that aren't really that helpful. You only have a limited time with your supervisors, so it's important to go in with questions that you want to ask them. And I would say have them written down because you might have them at the forefront of your mind, but once you're in a conversation with your supervisor, you can, it's easy to forget what you had planned for that meeting. So yeah, I would say preparation is everything, but maybe give your supervisor an outline of what you want to speak about before you meet so they can also have time to do some prep and maybe find some resources for you that might be helpful and that you can discuss in the meeting. And do you tend to write anything up and submit before supervision meetings? So in my, again, in my first two meetings when I had the sort of research proposals to sort of pinpoint, I did send an outline of what my research question was, what my proposed design was, just so we didn't waste time in the meeting discussing them to great lengths. I think it was good that he had that before so he could formulate questions to sort of test me and ask me. I think my work and the yeah. model, yeah. Um, on the third meeting, did you put anything on paper before that? I'll be honest, in the third meeting, I just kind of went in and gave a sort of a status update of where I was, because at this point, I think we both agreed on the sort of direction of my dissertation and the model I was going to use and the methods I was going to use. So it was more just an update for my supervisor just to let him know how things were going. And I did have some specific questions about him regarding literatures that I should or shouldn't include in my lit review. So 
whilst I didn't really prepare that much, it was still a productive meeting and I still asked the questions that I needed to ask and got the answers that I needed. Um, and looking ahead to, to meeting four, what are your main objectives for that? So in meeting four, obviously, as it's the last meeting, I kind of want the skeleton of my dissertation to sort of be set in stone so I know which literatures I'm going to include, which ones I'm not going to include, what my results section is going to look like, what my sort of conclusion is going to look like. It's just sort of getting those last little bits of advice from your supervisor on, I guess, again, sort of what, what you should and shouldn't include as, yeah, I feel at this point I sort of know where I'm going with my dissertation. It's just sort of refining it and knowing exactly where to put my focus on. So then, coming back to your personal tutor, yes. um, have they played any role more recently? I'll be honest, I haven't really discussed my dissertation with my personal tutor. This is mainly because they are not focused on the area of research that I want, that I'm choosing to focus on in my dissertation. Supervision meetings are one aspect of the dissertation process, but it's also about developing and applying your own independent research skills. Can you describe how you've been taking forward that learning and that skill development between supervision meetings? So between supervision meetings, I've been sort of doing my own independent research into, I guess, other papers that would run similar models to mine it didn't have to be in the same sort of area, but just how they've organized their research, how they've conveyed their research in their papers and tried to take bits of that and, and add that into sort of my dissertation, my research. And I just feel the more, I mean, to be fair, my supervisor did say, the more you read, the more you sort of know how research should be conducted and how it can be conveyed across in a paper. So, yeah, I feel the more you read, the more you sort of absorb and you kind of find yourself... You find yourself internalising from all the papers that you've sort of read and then your dissertation becomes a sort of synthesis of everything that you've sort of read. So lots of reading and you mentioned the workshop on methods as well that you went yes. to. So there was a workshop on data manipulation, which I went to, and there was also one on logistical regression. Those were good, not just because of the content of the course and the things that were being taught or refreshed in them, but it also gave me the opportunity to speak to other people who were using similar methods as me in my dissertation. And it's sometimes just helpful to have people that you can sort of knock ideas off or ask for help on as you are going to be experiencing the same sort of difficulties in the methods choice that you've chosen, so it's important to have other people that you can speak to about that. So what kind of activities are you currently spending your time on? You mentioned that you've been reading a lot. It sounds like you'd like to spend a bit of time every day. Um, yeah, writing, data gathering, data analysis. So at the moment I'm spending, as the data is there, I'm spending the time sort of trying to figure out how to code this regression in R. So a lot of my time is being spent on 
sort of going back through my notes from my quant module, looking at other dissertation, looking at other research projects, and looking at the code from those and seeing how they could be applied to my research proposal. Also, as I've mentioned, just trying to keep up with sort of reading as, although I do have the sort of foundation of what my literature review is going to be, you can never sort of read enough, I guess, as you might read something that sort of changes your opinion on something in your dissertation and that you want to include. So I would say reading and sort of trying to figure out the data analysis. How much of your day have you been spending on the dissertation on average? So since I got back from my holiday, I've probably been spending on average maybe two to three hours a day. So not really that much. Um, some days I'll spend maybe five, six hours. Some days I won't do anything. But as I've said, I've tried to now, in the month of June, incorporate coming into university between Monday and Friday for whatever period of time just to sort of keep it plodding along as I feel when you take, say, a week off from it, it's hard to get back into the zone of it again. So as I said before, little and often approach is the best way to go with this, I think. And on the whole, do you feel that that's enough? Are you, are you comfortable with, with how progress is coming along? At this point in time, yeah, I would say that's probably a decent amount to be doing. I guess as it gets closer to the deadline in the coming months, I will ramp that up and I will be in university sort of spending a lot more time here. But at this point in time, I think, I think it's a good, good amount of time. How do you feel on the whole about being responsible for your dissertation? So with regards to being responsible for my own dissertation, I kind of like the independent aspect of it because it mirrors more how things are done sort of in the professional world. You'll be left to your own devices to work on something, but you obviously have the aid of supervisors or seniors that you can touch base with when you need to. But it's about sort of owning your own project, and I feel the fact that you've owned it will mean that when you're speaking to people about it in the future, you, you've obviously got the experience of formulating the question, coming up with a design, coming up with the data, and it sort of, it just shows that you are a well-rounded person that can sort of come up with something and execute it, and I guess, yes, yeah, submit it. And most people have slumps in their research work at some point or another. Have you experienced this yourself? I have. Um, I guess after the exams, although I did take two weeks off on holiday, so I wasn't even thinking about the dissertation at that point, it did take a while for me to get back into the swing of things. Maybe another two weeks before I was really sort of working on it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, the best way to sort of get out of that rot, I would say, is just change your environment. So if you're at home and you're struggling to work on your dissertation, maybe come into university um, as, yeah, sometimes I feel a change of environment helps. But what I also found was 
just thinking that I had to do dissertation work was honestly probably worse than actually just doing the dissertation work. So just if you can get yourself, if you can sort of get yourself in an environment where you can do some work, I guarantee you'll feel better about it. And as long as you sort of keep that up, you will get out of the rut. So one difference with other modules is that you have far less group interaction when you're working on your dissertation. And for some students, it's the first time they're managing a project entirely by themselves. Is that something you're conscious of? It is something I've been conscious of. Obviously, it's an independent project, so you have sort of limited input from others around you. But I have tried to sort of incorporate the dissertation into conversations that I have with my friends, even if it's not sort of specifically talking about specifics of the dissertation, just asking how things are going, asking people where they found difficulties or trying to give advice to people. I felt just to have that dialogue is kind of helpful in itself and it makes, I wouldn't say it gives the illusion of a support system, but it's just helpful to have people to speak to things about because obviously it's the summer now and it can be quite isolating if you're just coming to university by yourself and working on it. Do you prefer to work alone or do you prefer to have a peer group to share progress and challenges with? Um, So when I come into university, I do like to work sort of alone, but obviously if my friends are around campus, I'll meet up with them for lunch or breaks here and there and just to sort of have people I can sort of speak to about the dissertation. You know, how often do you talk about your dissertation yeah. with other students and friends? Is it something that you seek them out to, in order to be able to kind of talk about it? I wouldn't say I seek them out to speak about my dissertation, but when I do see them, obviously it's one of the first topics of conversation that comes up. And it's just sometimes good to just, I guess, have a barometer of how other people are progressing or compared to where you are so you don't sort of fall behind or and sometimes it does motivate you when somebody says oh I've done this and then you think about your own project and you're like oh how can I improve it or how can I make further progress on it so I think speaking about it as much as possible it it can only be helpful. Okay. Do you think everybody sees it quite as positively as that? In terms of the speaking and sharing about dissertation? Um, I guess some people might see it as people trying to get one over on them by saying, oh, I've progressed further than you, but the way I look at it is the, the sort of people that, I've, that, that I speak to about this session, we were sort of working together during exams and during essays, so it's just sort of a continuation of that, and after getting my exam results, I found that the work that we did as a group was really beneficial, so... I do sort of want to continue that going forward with the dissertation. So looking ahead, from the beginning of July, you are on your own, working on your project, um, and you'll be submitting your 10,000 words at the end of August. How have you planned out your time over the summer? So I have... The only thing I sort of have booked to do this summer officially is a week holiday in July, and I sort of use that as a sort of milestone 
to sort of have a certain amount of my dissertation done by then, just so then I know that I will be able to sort of enjoy that holiday without sort of thinking and looking forward to the dissertation. In terms of other sort of commitments that I have, it's mainly just working on the dissertation and applying for jobs. So I feel like there's definitely enough time to get a good amount done on both of those. And uh, do you think there's any particular times that might feel especially challenging? Times that might be challenging is, say for example, if I was to get an interview from a job application whilst working on my dissertation at the same time, I think it would be difficult to sort of juggle both of those at the same time. So, as I said, I'm trying to sort of front load the dissertation work so when those interviews do hopefully start coming through, I'm not sort of sacrificing the quality of my dissertation to be able to prepare for them. So how are you preparing yourself to cope with any stress that arises over the summer? So I think the way that I will attempt to cope with this stress is through the support network of my friends that I have around me that I can speak to if stress does arise because they might be able to offer me advice that can help in overcoming issues that I have with the analysis, the writing, or my data, etc. So I just think having a support sort of network around you is important because this is an independent project, so you're obviously not going to have the well, you, you do have the support of your supervisors and stuff, but in July and August, the onus should really be on you to sort of sort out issues that do arise at that time. So surrounding yourself with people who are working on similar projects to you is just a no-brainer, I guess. What are you looking forward to most about working on your dissertation over the summer? So the thing I'm most looking forward to about working on my dissertation is putting into practice all of the work that I've done and discussions I've had regarding proposals and methods and sort of just seeing them actually play out and obviously dealing with any issues that do arise. But I feel through the supervision meetings and things like the methods workshops, I'm in a good place to be able to deal with any challenges that it does throw up. So now I'm just thinking, bring it on. What is it that you hope will give you the most satisfaction when you're actually pressing the submit button? I think the thing that will give me the most satisfaction is just knowing that I did manage to propose come up, execute a full 10,000 word dissertation that, if it is good enough, would be suitable for publication. So I think just the fact that I've been able to achieve that would be the most satisfying thing for me. Okay, so final advice question. Is there anything else um, you'd like to say, um, any advice you'd like to give to future students? In terms of advice I'd give to future students regarding the, the dissertation, I would say just speaking to as many people as possible at the beginning when you're coming up with your research proposal will give you sort of the best information and allow you to make the most inf 
well-informed choices about what you choose to research or study. In terms of actually working on your dissertation, as I, as I mentioned before, I feel the little and often approach is better than sort of leaving everything to the end or having sort of mammoth study sessions because it sort of keeps it at the forefront of your mind, but it's actually not that stressful when you do it that way. So that would probably be my enduring advice to anyone 